T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jacob Albrocht. Tommy Castor, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you on this Monday, a big-time reaction Monday. Uh, we have a college football national championship game tonight. We come off the finale of the NFL. It's Black Monday in the NFL as far as head coaches getting canned potentially. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. We had a big college basketball weekend. We can look ahead to the playoffs. Have we seen the last of Aaron Rodgers? What in the world are the Texans and the Chargers thinking? All kinds of great topics today on this Monday. Jacob Albrock here alongside Tommy Castor. Jad Chambers producing for us. Here we go, Tommy. The NFL regular season is in the books. Yeah, I feel like every time I refresh my social media, I'm seeing something new. Um, and, and today's a busy day. Like you're keeping up on Black Monday, what's happening with all the head coaches. We know the playoff picture is set in the NFL. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of overwhelming today, but we'll get through it all. We will. Uh, you know, the Chiefs take care of business on Saturday. So they've got home field uh, potentially throughout other than if they play the Bills in the AFC championship game, which, of course, now goes to a neutral site game if that scenario plays out. The Bengals took care of their business uh, the way that they needed to take care of their business to make sure that they get to play a home game this week and don't deal with a coin flip. Uh, they were a little upset about that. All kinds of interesting storylines playing out. Aaron Rodgers, did we see the last of Aaron Rodgers last night? Uh, certainly seemed possible um, by the way he was reacting after the game. The Houston Texans give up the number one pick overall by winning a game, which, you know, the fact that that upsets people cracks me up. And the Chargers play a bunch of guys and potentially lose a bunch of guys. Um, man, Mike Williams and Joey Bosa both left the game. We'll see what their status is coming into the weekend against the Jags. All kinds of great stuff. DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills and the kick return touchdowns and all of these amazing things happening, Tommy. And it was just a wild, wild Sunday in a, you know, a Sunday where 
things don't mean a whole lot for a lot of different teams. We had plenty of meat on the bone to digest yesterday. You know, and of course it was closed out with Sunday night football and the Packers needing to get the win to get into the playoffs. And um, I think basically the entire world thought that Aaron Rodgers in the final week of the season at Lambeau would be able to get the victory and get into the playoffs and make another run. Everybody in the world, that is, except the Detroit Lions, um, who, who came in and played really well. Jamal Williams had a great game. Uh, and the Lions get the win. They spoil uh, the, the, the uh, Packers' opportunity to get into the playoffs. And so, yeah, just a, a lot of drama from start to finish yesterday. Yeah, it was really good. That game last night was highly, highly entertaining. Um, it had all the drama. I don't know how you don't love the the Lions and what they're becoming and their identity and all of those cool things that's happening there. But they get it done. A little revenge for an entire Aaron Rodgers career of, you know, beating up on them a little bit. I, I thought last night was great. I wish they would have played last night, Saturday night, and Jags-Titans on Sunday night. That made more sense to me because then the Lions would have thought they were going into the postseason, but it didn't end up mattering. And the Seahawks get in, and we have the playoff picture now set. And for the Chiefs, they can sort of sit back a little bit. You know, a lot of years, I think that's a nice advantage. We know how Andy Reid does after the bye. I don't know that there's a whole lot, Tommy, other than not having to play a game. But I don't know that there's a whole lot the Chiefs need to sort of chill out and wait on. They're pretty healthy going in. I think they're the favorite. Uh, I don't, I'd have to look at BetMGM to see who the odds-on favorite to win it is. But I, I'd still say it's the Chiefs. I think it has been for a few weeks now. Uh, but I think it's the Chiefs. And I think as we begin there and look ahead, the outright winner of the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are the odds-on favorite, slightly ahead of the Bills. Uh, a little bit ahead of the Eagles, the 49ers, and quite a bit ahead of the Bengals. But the Chiefs look pretty good right now, and they're getting it done in ways that I think make you confident going into the postseason. The defense, you know, we said they had they couldn't turn the ball over going down the stretch there over those final three games. They did that, right? They did a nice job correcting that. And the defense has played, you know, a little bit better. And again, Tommy, I maintain I don't I don't think this has to be the best defense in the playoffs. Just has to be an average defense because the offense is right there where the Chiefs want it to be. And if they're not turning the ball over, they're they're putting themselves in position to win games. Yeah, they've really uh, improved in the turnover uh, margin and the turnover situation over the last few weeks of the season. Uh, and so I'm, I'm with you. They don't need to be an elite defense. I think they need to be above average in the defense in in the postseason, without a doubt. Um, especially when you're going to be facing potentially a team like Buffalo or Cincinnati yet again. Um, both of those teams have really high-powered offenses, as we know. And so there have been occasions this season where the Kansas City offense has stalled out. And there have been occasions this season where the Kansas City offense has turned the ball over. And so when you're putting pressure on the defense, you need the defense to be able to show up. And so I think that is going to be important. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I've kind of backed off that whole thought that they've got to be an elite defense in the postseason um, based on what we've seen. I would say two of the last three weeks of the regular season um, that that went against the Broncos last weekend. I kind of throw that out a little bit. Um, that's a divisional matchup against a really bad team. And uh, Denver usually plays Kansas City close. But the the Christmas Eve game against the Seahawks and then yesterday against the Raiders or I guess on Saturday against the Raiders. I feel like both of those games you saw pretty complete performances in all phases of the game. And so I, I do feel 
relatively comfortable heading into the playoffs. Like you mentioned, they are pretty healthy for the most part. I'm curious to see if McCole Hardman will be a full go once we get into the playoffs. Um, th- there's got to be indications that he will be able to go. Otherwise, Kansas City would have kept him on IR and he would have been ineligible to play to play in the playoffs. And so the fact they didn't do that and they kept him on the active roster, you would like to think that he's going to be able to perform uh, and he's not just holding up a roster spot. Yeah, I don't you know, I don't think he, they don't desperately need him like we once thought they might. Right. Because Kadarius Tony is becoming a factor in this offense. And I think they do a lot of the same things for Andy Reid in this offense. So. Yeah, he'd be a nice weapon to have. Love to have him back. It just yeah. gives him one more wrinkle to add to the offense. I, I, At this point, we know what the Chiefs' offense is, though. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is going to spread it out to, you know, six to ten guys. Um, they haven't tra- – when was that? Travis Kelsey hasn't scored in like six weeks. Yeah, they've been okay. it's been a while. Um, and that's a good thing. You know, they're, they're finding new ways. They had that trick play in the game, which was wild and, and interesting and – I can almost guarantee you that will come back out of the bag in the postseason at some point uh, with a different variation because that's sort of what they do, right? They show people things on films that they can use against them later. So that game on Saturday was just fine. Uh, You know, the Raiders didn't do themselves any favors down in the red zone. Probably could have been a little bit closer than it was. Maybe not as dominating a win as it felt a little bit, but... I agree with Vegas right now. I do think the Chiefs are the odds-on favorite. I do like them in a neutral field against Buffalo. I think Cincinnati might be a bigger threat, quite frankly. Uh, But I think any of those three teams, the Niners and the Eagles, could all win the Super Bowl, and I don't think it would surprise any of us. The Cowboys at this point, who sort of were that other team, uh, look terrible. I have no faith in the Cowboys, and I don't know that the Cowboys aren't going to enter this coaching fray uh, of the offseason. Honestly, depending on how this postseason goes, which will get really interesting with Harbaugh and Sean Payton out there on the market. But how do you, by the way, I, I know you're a Cowboys guy. How do you qualify the game yesterday? I, I, I certainly did terrible. not see that outcome, right? I mean, I don't understand how you can go out there and lay an egg against a divisional opponent that's clearly worse than you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the bad game plan. I, I, think that, I think that that team is not well coached. And, and that is really hard to say considering the records they've had in the regular seasons. I think sometimes they are, right? Like sometimes we see them with a great game, but too often they just come in with what appears to be the absolute wrong game plan. And I thought this last year, and I was, I, I was hoping that somebody would, you know, go hire Kellen Moore away from them to shake it up just a little bit. But I don't know if it's a Dak Prescott thing. I think it's part of it. I think he's a little bit inconsistent, but... You know, the Cowboys offense for mostly the second half of the season was best offense in football. So, and then the defense doesn't play well. I I just think they've got to have a change. If they want this group to have any chance to win a Super Bowl, they got to make a change there uh, in in the coaching. And, and, you know, Mike McCarthy's been fine. They won a ton of games in the regular season, but Jerry Jones is desperate. And and you got to do something um, because this isn't going to work. They're not going to win a Super Bowl this year. I mean, I'll root for them. This team are root for, I'll, you know, I'll be excited and it's a playoff game and all that stuff, but you, you can't convince me that the Cowboys could enough times in a row have it together to beat those other five teams, whatever collection and order of them there is. I mean, the Vikings are also in the mix there. There's all kinds of teams. The Giants are in the mix. Like there, it, It's going to be a really interesting postseason, and I think, you know, Tommy, as we sort of try to digest everything all at once, 
the NFL was really good this year in the sense that there has not been a clear, dominant, no doubt about it team across the league at any point for any consistency. And I really do think it opens up the postseason. I don't know. I, I can't, I don't think I've gone into a postseason where if there are five legitimate Super Bowl contenders right now, and I think that there are definitely five, that seems like a lot for most years where you're like, yeah, oh yeah, I could definitely see that team winning a Super Bowl. I, I think you're right. And I think that there are um, these teams that can jump up and bite you uh, at any moment, right? And they are there are a couple of them that are below kind of that top tier that we've identified all season long in both conferences. Um, I know that the Dolphins have struggled over the last several weeks. They lost five in a row. They barely beat the Jets. That I think that final score was like 11 to six uh, with Miami, but they've struggled at the quarterback position and they've been injured. Um, I don't know what Tua Tagovailoa's status is for the playoffs. I'm not sure. Um, but I do know that they have weapons, and when they're healthy, they can jump up and bite you. I think the Baltimore Ravens, if Lamar Jackson is healthy for the playoffs, and it sounds like all indications are that he probably will be, they can jump up and bite you. There are teams in the NFC that can jump up and bite you that are kind of below that top tier. Look at the Giants. I know that uh, they played tight with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts didn't look great in his return yesterday uh, for Philly. The Giants, coached by Brian Dable, you want to talk about Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys having bad game plans. Brian Dable, more often than not, brings out good game plans with his team. Yep. So that's a team in the NFC that can jump up and bite you. There are a lot of them that are out there that are kind of in that next tier down. And I think that that's what's going to make the playoffs so interesting. Because, yeah, we've got the odds on favorites, right? We've got the teams that we know week in and week out are explosive and dynamic. In Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, there are teams in the NFC, too, like uh, I will say the Eagles are up there. The 49ers are in that conversation. There are teams that that we know are consistent, but then there are other teams in the playoffs a little bit further down in the seating that can jump up and bite you. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to put – I don't think I'm going to put money on it, but it wouldn't shock me one bit if the Jacksonville Jaguars win in the wild card round and move on to the divisional round. There sure. are a lot of quality teams that are out there that uh, could make a run and make it really interesting. It's going to be fun. I cannot wait for the postseason. I think this is as exciting a postseason top to bottom as we'll have. Um, th there is not a team in that I could not see winning a game. Other than I think the longest shot, and it depends on Lamar Jackson, is Baltimore. Uh, Miami's a long shot too, obviously, unless they, and I don't know what to his status is. I don't think he's going to play, but we'll see. But, you know, do you give... Seattle a puncher's chance or the Giants right or the Bucks or the Cowboys I mean if that game feels like a toss-up to me at this point but you mentioned the Jags at home of course I mean I, there aren't very many that and it, it, it'll be it'll be awesome I, I think it'll be really good and usually the wild card round can get a little ugly and that might happen but that you know that second round uh that that divisional round which is typically just my favorite and unbelievable round of football, I think will be that again this year. Um, and it's going to be a blast and we'll see if it plays itself out. Um, so you've got Kansas city at one and Buffalo at two. So they just need to win their games and that will be the matchup. But, you know, Buffalo's potentially going to have to get by Cincinnati in that second round. 
and we get that game we were waiting on. I, I don't know, Tommy. I, I, I've been on I, – I, I think the Bengals are – I think the Bengals have – I mean, you can easily make a case that the Bengals top to bottom – when you look at everything, all things could be the best team in football. So, and you can make that case obviously for Philadelphia, San Francisco, Buffalo, and Kansas City also. But it's going to be fun. And it's going to be interesting. And Chiefs fans get to just sit back and relax and watch it this week. They get Andy Reid coming out of the bye, which is always a good thing. And there's got to be some advantage to potentially that second round. They'll get the Jags or the Chargers. And the Chargers have given them fits if they're able to come in there. And that's obviously a familiar opponent. But I don't know how much faith we have in Brandon Staley at this point. Um, Bosa and Mike Williams both got hurt yesterday. You just can't let that happen, especially a guy like Mike. Both of those guys are injury prone. Like of all the guys that should have been sitting yesterday, those two should have been the two that sit, right? They, they had right. no business being in that game because they're hurt all the time. And, when and they already there, clinched their spot in the playoffs. So, it, it, yeah, it didn't matter. It didn't matter for them to play. Um, no. So I, I don't know why they did. That's That's a questionable call. Um, for Brandon Staley to play both of those guys. But, yeah, I I don't know. I, I think that, obviously, the entire world is going to be watching that potential divisional matchup with Buffalo and Cincinnati if we get that. Um, and, I, you know, I know that I, I, I agree with you that I think Cincinnati um, is incredibly complete, but there's so much emotion on the side moving forward with the Bills. Uh, and we saw that yesterday with them and the Patriots and, Naheem Himes and 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 both of those kickoff returns for TDs and just the way that uh, they played that game and that game would would ultimately be in Buffalo uh, if they end up facing each other in the divisional round. Uh, so I don't know that I, I don't know if I want to pick that right now. I'm going to need a little bit more time to think about it. But when you're looking at the teams that just missed out on playoff spots yesterday, I'm not sure who's more disappointing if if it's Green Bay or if it's Tennessee. Um, and I think that they both have reasons to be incredibly disappointed after yesterday. Tennessee, at one point, they were seven and three, and they missed yeah. the playoffs. Tennessee didn't uh, and have then a quarterback. I, I think Green right. Bay's got to be more disappointed because they, you know, Green Bay had it all set up for them, and they couldn't beat the Lions at home. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely Green Bay because it, Tennessee. Look, I look at this season for Tennessee, and I'm not thinking, oh my God, Mike Vrabel's fault. No, I think Mike Vrabel did another nice job. They didn't have their quarterback. And, and, you know, I think that team, as much as any, we saw what the difference was between having the quarterback and not having the quarterback. Now, they had other issues, but Green Bay, to me, when it lined up and we saw Aaron Rodgers in primetime sort of tease, hey, it's all right there ahead of us. We know what has to happen. Like, at that point, I was like, oh, they're totally making the playoffs. Like, the planets are going to align for them. And and they almost did, and then they couldn't get yeah. it done against the Lions at home. I yeah. couldn't believe that last night. I mean, credit to the Lions. I, I love everything about the Lions. I really do. I love the Jared Goff portion of that story that he was able to come in and has been able to come in and play so well when everyone had written him off. How can you not like Dan Campbell? I mean, I think we all do. Their young players that they've drafted the last few years are all playing well, which is always exciting. They get the extra draft picks. I mean, they're a team on the come for a fan base that deserves that so much. But the fact that Green Bay didn't beat them at home last night stunned me. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it because I just like it was yeah. storybook. Rodgers is going to get in and he's, you know, he's going to make this run. And, you know, I didn't really have a good feeling on whether he'd play or not next year. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady's playing next year and it won't be in Tampa Bay. I've never had a real good feel for Rodgers. 
He definitely was having more fun in the second half of the season. But man, you saw him after the game. Like I, I, I think he might be done because he like that. They're not going to win a Super Bowl next year. They're going to be in cap hell. Like that, they're, they're not. I, I think he's done. I think he's done. Um, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of him not being done, but playing for another team. I think that that mm. could potentially be on the radar a little bit. Um, why wouldn't you if you were Rodgers? I mean, he 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 can go wherever he wants, right? After this season, um, so. Maybe you go and find a team that's a quarterback away from from a Super Bowl. Because um, I'm not sure that there's a team better than the Vic- or than the Packers that feels like it's a quarterback away. Like Tom Brady in Tampa, I think he can find a better spot. I'm not sure Rodgers can find a better spot. And I don't know where it would be, right? Because it took him so much time to get in sync with some of these receivers, which he appears to be now. Their defense is pretty good. I just, I don't know. I got one team for you. Keep your eyes out for Aaron Rodgers to the Las Vegas Raiders next season. Devontae Adams is there. They're not bringing back Derek Carr. They've got a lot of good pieces. And I don't know if they can afford him. You never know. I'd have to look at the cap. Reuniting with Devontae Adams, that could be relatively enticing for Aaron Rodgers for next season. Does he want to go play for Josh McDaniels, you think, though? Well, I think that might be something to keep an eye on. Do they make a change in, at the coach position, you know, to maybe bring in Aaron Rodgers, a coach of his choice, to come into yeah. Las Vegas? That would yeah, be the interesting. Bronco, <laughs> the Broncos tried that. Uh, I, I hope that taught everybody a lesson. Uh, they, they tried to do that preemptively, and that uh, did. they didn't go so well. 869-1240. There's other storylines. Lovey Smith is out in Houston. Uh, curious Sunday for them. Uh, did he get a fair shake of things? Was he ever going to get a fair shake of things? We'll talk about that. Other NFL topics. We also have, hey, we got college basketball to talk about and those K-State Wildcats. Are you kidding me? Jerome Tang, they go down. How about wins in Austin and wins in Waco this week? Have we seen? Let, let's let's talk Cats. Uh, the Shockers get a win yesterday. KU continues to roll on and looks like they're doing just fine. We've got that coming next on Sports Daily. State fans, are you kidding me? This basketball team, there's a call to action to sell out Bramlage on Tuesday. And K-State, after an overtime win at Baylor, uh, where Jerome Tang admittedly was sad afterward that he beat his old coach, the 116-point showing against Texas, Marquise Noel putting up numbers like we've literally never seen before, they got to sell out Bramlage because this hard work for Tang, like you need that place is buzzing and popping and ready to roll the rest of the season because the more this happens, the harder Texas might come after Jerome Tang, Tommy. And I know everyone sort of scoffed at that in the beginning, but every national writer that talks about the Chris Beard situation and potential, it's not that Jerome Tang is the top choice of these writers, but he's a choice. And Texas... Two things, K-State fans. Root for Texas in every game that they play the rest of the year so Rodney Terry gets that job. And two, 
make it impossible for Jerome Tang to leave because he's having so much fun in Manhattan because he's going to be a legitimate candidate for that job and a lot of other jobs, quite frankly, if this continues. And I don't, you know, we didn't really think about this, Tommy, because nobody saw this level of success coming right away, right? Like we thought things were headed in the right direction and everyone was excited. And now we keep seeing this and it's like, okay, well, they're going to contend for the Big 12 title, I guess. And and now it's going to be really interesting to see what happens as, K-State potentially has two coaches that need to be paid, Tommy. Like, this is a really interesting time in Manhattan. Yeah, is there another coach in America right now that is a better candidate for National Coach of the Year? It, it's got to no. be Jerome Tang, right? I don't think that there is. Maybe Dennis Gates at Missouri because he's done a nice job uh, taking over the, the Tigers program, but Jerome Tang has done a better job than Dennis Gates. I think that he's got to be, right now, if they were to hand out that award right this second, Jerome Tang is the runaway favorite for National Coach of the Year right now. Um, definitely Big 12 Coach of the Year. I mean, that's a that's a foregone conclusion if this keeps up at this point. I took a lot of crap on social media over the weekend for even merely suggesting that Texas ought to call Jerome Tang. Uh, that's out of fear, I don't even know. Tommy. I mean, I, that's, that's a reaction I I, out of and fear. And I don't even know. I don't even know if Jerome Tang would be interested. He probably isn't. I mean, he, he just got to Manhattan. He's building something fun. The, the community has embraced him. The fan base, and they, they've embraced him. They love him there. He's having a great time. He shows up at all these events. He's making omelets for his team in the hotel room. Like, he's a great guy and a great coach. And he may very well be like, hey, look, it's cool. I'm happy in Manhattan. I'm not going anywhere. But Texas, or any school that's a high major school looking for a coach at the end of this season, would be foolish to not check in on Jerome Tang and at least see if he's interested. Also, with Texas specifically, Christo Conte, the athletic director, watched Jerome Tang's squad hang 116 points on his Longhorns in Austin on Tuesday. He absolutely will call Jerome Tang and see if he's interested. Now... Like I said, I don't think Jerome Tang is going to leave, and I think Gene Taylor will make it pretty uh, worth his time to stick around in Manhattan. But, man, like, and and I don't want to take away from the great start because, of course, like, this is what happens. We had the same conversation about Lance Leipold in Kansas. You're having this great start, and you're attracting interest nationally, and all eyes are on your program. You're taking down ranked opponents. Kansas State has beaten three top 25 opponents in the last week, which is incredible. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from the, the players and the work that they're doing and the way that they're winning. But of course, when this sort of thing happens, it leads to speculation about how hot of a commodity your coach is. And I think it's only fair to expect that he's going to attract a ton of interest if this continues. It, of course he is. And, and it's a good thing, just like it was a good thing with Leipold in Kansas. It, it's and you never know what motivates somebody. That's the thing too. Like I, I don't like that. You know, people think sometimes, oh well, they're going to offer more money and it's a bigger name program. They're for sure going to leave. But like, right. not everybody operates that way, right? Like, I, I don't even know that half of the population operates that way. M- there's a lot of people that get happy somewhere and they stay. And you don't need to look that far for K State because Bill Snyder did this, right? He put a program on the map and just stuck around. They named a football stadium after him. It would have been, looking back at a career, silly for him to go anywhere else. Jerome Tang, one thing we do know is that his values and his 
desires for the sport and everything are different than a lot of guys. He stayed as an assistant for Scott Drew for a long, long time. I, I don't want to speculate or guess at how many different head coaching opportunities Jerome Tang has had over the years, but it's been a lot, right? Like you don't you don't stick around and have that level of success and not it. And Bill Self has assistants that stick around that long too. And again, that says a lot about guys. They, they're happy where they are. I get it. I, like I, I've Tom, I've worked in two markets because I've been happy there, right? For twenty years, ten years apiece. Like there've been chances to go other places, but it's not all about money and prestige. Like if you're happy, if you have a good support system. Uh, if you know you have the ability to win at the highest level, which in basketball even more than football, Jerome Tang absolutely does, then you're then maybe he's fine. They're going to need to make sure he's taken care of. But I think more than that, Tommy, it's sort of on the fans. Like you got to have that program and make the make the excitement reciprocal, right? Like you got to sell out Bramlage and make it a destination and make this a big deal. You see all the former players now. They're all on social media. We got to sell this out. This is so exciting. This is how this all works. This is how this happens. And that's been interesting because it didn't necessarily happen when they had some really deep playoff pushes with Bruce Weber because it never felt like he totally connected. Drone Tang feels connected. Now you got to, you know, you got to kind of put up or shut up for K State fans because your best chance to keep him is not to let him go. And part of that is to make it a great atmosphere in Manhattan for basketball. That's the best thing that Jerome Tang did as soon as he took the job was he jumped in to the community at K-State. Uh, you saw him everywhere. He was at football games in the student section. He was going to all of these different events. He was connecting and communicating with the fan base and the stakeholders and I'm not suggesting that Bruce Weber didn't do any of that, but I think that there was a little bit more of a hesitancy for Bruce Weber to fully engage with the fan base because they weren't fully engaging with him. And even when they were doing well, even when they made that run to the Elite Eight, they won a couple Big 12 championships, uh, there was still a disconnect between him and the fan base. They never really fully embraced Bruce Weber as the leader of that program. Partially, I think, because of his personality, he's kind of a goofy guy, you know, and he says some goofy things sometimes. And, you know, the the K-State fan base, they were coming off of really intense coaches and Bob Huggins and Frank Martin and Bruce Weber was more sensitive and, and all of that. Well, Jerome Tang came in and absolutely flipped the script and, and pulled a 180 as far as his involvement with the K-State community. And I think that's the reason why that community right now is so protective of him because he has invested in them and they are investing in him. What I think is really interesting, and I'm going to pose the exact same question to you that you posed to me multiple weeks during the football season as it related to Lance Leipold and the Kansas Jayhawks. What happens if they have a collapse? Does Jerome Tang go anywhere or does he, is he more likely to stay in his position? I guess that my question is what does the K state fan base think of Jerome Tang if, and I'm not suggesting this will happen, but they have this hot start and they cool off pretty significantly. Are they still on the Jerome Tang bandwagon yeah. like they are right now? Yes, they are because it, because the expectation for them, and this is a little bit different than football. We asked that question. I asked that question like every week early in the year with Leipold because there was a scenario where that happened. Um, 
it, it's a little easier to see in a basketball recruiting class, which they have a really high-end one coming in next year. It's really easy to see when you only have to evaluate like, you know, four or five guys than it is a football roster. So the expectation, I think, and the excitement for Jerome Tang initially, which it's been there from the beginning, was yeah. about next year, right? Like it was right. already about next year. So I, I think, yeah, this has been a remarkable start. I think that they have, you know, I, are they going to, you know, go unbeaten in the Big 12? No. But are they going to finish in the top half? That seems very possible. And I, I don't want to call it likely just yet, but it seems very possible now at this point. And so, yeah, th- there's if you finish fifth instead of first, I think the buzz is just as high. But the thing about, like, buzz and momentum, KU football and we only we we compare these two because they've been in similar situations with coaches and all these things. The buzz was so apparent there and game day was coming and you could just talk to Jayhawk fans and know that they were going to be nuts about this no matter what. K-State basketball hasn't gone through the kind of drought necessarily KU football has. Not even close, right? They were just in a they were just in an elite 8 not that long ago and and had the great class of, you know, Stokes and Wade and Brown. So it it's not like they've gone through that drought. K-State basketball's had a lot of good years. But there is a different sort of feel, and, and it's because of the way Tang is tackling this. They've got to show that back, though. Because if, you know, if everybody seems invested in it, the fans have got to be invested in it. And I know it's there. And honestly, like, why wouldn't you go to the game tomorrow night? Like, what else are you going to do in that region? If you're a K-Stater... Get up to that game. I mean, see what it's all about. Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson are all-conference-type players, and Lighting if they keep it, it up, up, they may be all-American-type players. Like, you, yep. you've got all of these things happening, and a coach that is so bought in and invested in the student body that you got to get up there and make it reciprocal because it could be a buzzing atmosphere that, if you can capture what happens in the Sunflower Showdown on a nightly basis, you're going to get better players. You're going to get better everything. And and I like Bramlage. I think it's unique. The octagon is cool. Yeah. Like, if it's full, if it's not full, it feels like a big old empty barn. But if it's full, it's awesome. And and they got to make it happen. I've been a, a KU fan for a long time, uh, full disclosure. Uh, but I want Jerome Tang at Kansas State. Because yeah. I want high-level basketball matchups between the Jayhawks and the Wildcats for a long time to come. And so me suggesting that Texas should call Jerome Tang is not me trying to get Jerome Tang That's out of town. That's a Texas thing, yeah. Right. It's not me being like, ah, oh, I'm terrified of Jerome Tang being in Man- No, I like Jerome Tang being in Manhattan because I like having a competent coach for that program so there can be high-level basketball. And because, hey, I'm sorry— even though I'm a KU fan, I'm a Kansan, right? And so if KU's out of the picture, I want Kansas State to do well. That year they went to the Elite Eight, absolutely I was behind them, cheering for them, rooting for them because I'm from this state. And I have a lot of friends and family that are K-Staters, and I was happy for them. I want Jerome Tang in Manhattan, but Texas and any other high major school would be foolish at the end of this season, regardless of what happens, to not check in and see if Jerome Tang is even interested in having a conversation. That's been my only point from day one because of what Jerome Tang is doing 
for the Wildcats. It was, the, again, the same thing with Lance Leipold. Ultimately, Leipold, the, he got a nice raise, but it was more about building something special well, in Lawrence for football. It's going to be the same thing for Jerome Tang in Manhattan. And that weird thing sort of happened, right? Like, KU cooling off may have been long-term the best thing that ever happened yep. because it made it more likely Lance Leipold yeah. would stay. I, I don't know. You know, there, there, there is an interesting parallel, but you're right. And neither of us want anything but winning out of all three of the colleges in Kansas because it makes this job more fun. Yeah. It makes random weeknights in the miserable winter more fun when you have better games to watch. Like, nobody doesn't want every team that we follow to succeed. If you work in this business, you want the teams you follow to succeed because it's more fun. And we all have friends that are, you know, alumni or fans of all of them. I, I You know, I want to get invited to a K-State watch party just like I want to get invited to a KU watch party or Wichita State watch party. Or it's, it's all a blast. Jerome Tang has done an amazing thing that I certainly did not see coming. And there were a few people that did see it coming, and kudos to them because I sort of poked a little fun at them before the season. Uh, some writers and things suggested this sort of success. I didn't see it, but it's been awesome to watch. And they get a big win over Baylor. They play again tomorrow night at home against Oklahoma State. We'll come back. We'll talk a little about KU, Wichita State, uh, both winners this weekend as well. That's next on Sports Daily. 97.5 and 12.40. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everybody. Still waiting on that AP Top 25 to come out. Everybody pretty curious to see uh, where K-State will fall into that. Kansas may end up at number one. They get another big win on the road in Morgantown. Um, that's a that's a nice win for them. You've got a win in Lubbock and Morgantown last week. I think you'll take that any day. So KU rolling right along. Now they get a couple at home. Uh, this week, they'll play, what is it, tomorrow and then Saturday at home against Oklahoma and Iowa State. The upstart Cyclones making some noise as well. And then it's next week uh, you'll get you'll get the K-State game in Manhattan. But uh, nice job by KU, Tommy, taking care of business, just kind of very quietly rolling forward here um, in the conversation for the best team in the country. 
I think we've been on that train maybe a little longer than the than the general public. At least I have. I, I really like KU's chances to repeat. I like this roster a lot. And I think by the end of the season, as roles are more clearly defined, they have a chance to be really, really, really good. And that's silly to say because they're probably going to be number one or number two this week in the top 25. But they just they feel dynamic to me in the different ways that they can come at you right now. Yeah, they're the number one team in America. Uh, I, I'm not sure that you can make an argument that there is another team uh, that is better than they are right now in, in America. Um, and, and especially when they go into a place like Morgantown over the weekend where historically they've struggled. And, you know, in, even in the games that they've won, they've been nail biters. They, they've required massive comebacks. That wasn't the case for this team. And I think that that's both a credit to uh, KU and also a little bit of a realization that West Virginia, while they were top 25 uh, as recently as a week ago, they're not at the same level as some of these other teams in the conference. Um, you know, Kansas just kind of goes about their business in Morgantown on the road and they get a 14 point favorite. You and I talked about our 14 point win. You and I talked about last week on the show that all of these big 12 games had been decided a lot of them by single digits and a lot of them required overtime uh, to get a winner. This wasn't one of them. And you know, the fact that Kansas flirted with winning by about 20 at different points, they were up by that that margin uh, even late in the game. They get a 14-point win. It was fairly um, methodical for the Jayhawks on Saturday. And so, uh, like I said before, I'm not sure that there's another team in America that deserves to be number one quite like Kansas does right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think the Big 12 is going to stay on that path. Um West Virginia, I don't know what to make of West Virginia, but I do think every game in the Big 12 is still going to be dangerous, um, especially when they're road games. Uh, but winning by 16 in Morgantown, that's a big deal. Oklahoma is going to create some challenges. In Lawrence, I like KU quite a bit in that game. Iowa State's been hot, and, and the Big 12 yeah. right now is is going to be as good as we thought it was. I mean, I don't, hey, I don't if think my, there's if, any Yeah, if my, math, if my math is correct— uh, and maybe I'm missing one, but if my math is correct, seven of the 10 Big 12 teams have been ranked at one point or another this season. Um, I think the only three that have not would be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. And the only one I'm curious oh, Texas about Texas Tech's Tech been ranked. I'm, okay, I'm so eight sure out of Tech, 10. Texas I was Tech was pretty ranked sure that they had. So eight out of 10 weekend. then at, at some point or another have been ranked uh, this season. Uh, I think that shows you just the number one, the parity and the strength. Uh, of this conference and the fact that it's going to continue to be a juggernaut. Texas, by the way, you know, they're a top 10 team right now. Um, they're dealing with all the issues with the fallout from Chris Beard. Uh, they fall to Kansas State earlier this week where they score 103 points. Then they get a win on Saturday and only scored 56. I mean, it just it, it's remarkable the way that, you know, these teams are finding different ways to win basketball games. Um, but yeah, the fact that at one point or another, eight of the 10 have been ranked tells you all you need to know about this conference. You've got Iowa state as the other unbeaten team in the league right now. Caleb grill Mays, shout out. That's a really cool story for us. Um, and then you've got tech, West Virginia and Baylor all without wins in the conference, which is a little bit surprising because going into conference play, those were the three of the more highly thought of teams. And I think all three of those teams are going to be fine, but 
you know, it's Kansas State and Iowa State and and TCU to some degree, although I think there was a pretty high expectation out of TCU this year. But it's Kansas State and Iowa State especially. Those were two teams picked near the bottom, and they're right there at the top, and that's really cool. And, you know, in this league, as Texas and Oklahoma leave, but insert Houston, you know, and the others coming in, but Houston especially, they're not going to lose anything in basketball. It's going to get better because Houston's a better program, I think, right now, top to bottom than either Texas or Oklahoma. But it's going to be fun. We'll still get to the Shockers. They were winners yesterday. Melvion Flanagan, uh, he continues to impress. If you didn't see uh, our feature story on him last night on 12 News, you can find that online right now. TJ Cleland had that. It's pretty cool. Uh, he's, he's got a great story, uh, really entertaining stuff. But the Shockers, we'll get to them in the second hour. We'll get back to the NFL. Uh, coaches are out What does it mean? Where are guys going? A lot to get through on this Reaction Monday. Your thoughts, 869-1240. And a giveaway right now. Let's do it, Jad. Let's give away some tickets to the movie Plane with Gerard Butler. Uh, That's at Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square. This Thursday is the premiere, 7 o'clock. We're going to give away a four-pack right now to our second caller. Four tickets to that movie to caller Uh, To our callers right now, Jad will get that off the air, and we will continue with hour number two coming right up. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 